Hi, I'm referee Mark Fralick. Thanks for joining me for episode number 36 of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fralick podcast. Today's guest is 21-year-old, that's right, 21-year-old Owen Brigner. Owen is from Payne, Ohio, up in the northwest side of the state in Paulding County. He's actually a student at the Ohio State University, and Owen brings uh, a lot of fantastic things to say. He uh, worked a regional final game this last year um, in, in the girls' side, and uh, at 21 years old, he was the crew chief, uh, one of the youngest crew chiefs, I think, that there was last year. And he was also an alternate at the Final Four uh, for the girls' tournament. So already we're seeing a lot of great success from Owen. And uh, he's also uh, officiating in the college ranks as well. So for 21 years old, fourth year as an official, he's doing just a phenomenal job. And it's exciting to be able to sit with him a little bit and talk about basketball and, and through his experiences. And hopefully that helps you as an official also uh, learn from some of his experiences. And if you're a veteran official, um, I would just say that go ahead and listen to this. And maybe some of the words that Owen's talking about will help you in communicating with another young official that might be in your area as well. So again, I think you're going to get a lot of great things out of this podcast. Uh, a few things uh, about the podcast, as you know, PQ2 LLC is our major sponsor for the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fraley podcast. Uh, Matt Kearns, who is owner and a great friend of mine, and he's also a high school basketball official in Ohio, has been an official for many, many years. And uh, what is PQ2? Uh, it's an Ohio-based engineering and specialty thermoplastics resin distributor with more than 40 years of success in plastics manufacturing and resin distribution. So if you're a processor, or OEM, or an entrepreneur who wants to engage in a discussion, uh, optimize an existing part, or develop an application, please give Matt Kearns a call at 330-888-9448. Again, 330-888-9448. I'm sure Matt would be more than happy uh, to talk to you. You know, this podcast is heard on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as well as other podcast platforms. If you could click uh, the subscribe button, that would be great. If you could click a like or a favorite on the episode, uh, I would appreciate that as well. Uh, we'd love to hear back from you as well at uh, Mark Fralick, M-A-R-K-F-R-O-E-L-I-C-H at hotmail.com. I'd love to hear from you to see how we're doing. So uh, provide me with some input and maybe some ideas of questions to ask or uh, some guests to have on the show as well. Um, and finally, if you want to support the podcast financially uh, with a monthly donation, you can go to anchor.fm backslash Mark dash Fralick. Again, anchor.fm backslash Mark dash Fralick, F-R-O-E-L-I-C-H. You go to that site and you click the support button. And from there, uh, they will tune you into uh, some monthly options that you have uh, to help support the podcast. And I appreciate you doing that. So let's get ready for episode 36, Owen Brigner. Enjoy the episode. Well, you know, it's not every day that you take this interview that we're having today. And the guest in this case, as you heard earlier, Owen Brigner gets to have uh, the host myself in a certain tie. Holy cow. <laughs> this guy must be really, really important. <laughs> so Owen, thanks for joining us on the high school basketball referee podcast. Thanks for having me, Mark. I'm excited. Good. You sound excited. And I even yeah. like, I love hearing that when you're excited. So that's good. We, yeah. we want to make this a lot of fun and, and educational for a lot of the officials out there. And, and I'm just uh, happy that, that you're able to provide a lot of your wisdom for us as a young official. So I'm, I'm real thrilled to have you on the show. Um, before we get into our pregame, though, uh, Matt Kearns and his company, PQ2 LLC, would like to inform you a little bit about themselves because they are, in fact, our major sponsors. Hey, Ref, if your day job requires engineering thermoplastics, connect with PQ2 LLC and have a thorough, candid, and honest pregame discussion about your next injection molding 
extrusion, or blow molded project. Make the right call to PQ2 LLC. That's www.pq-2.com. So welcome back. And Owen, uh, young official, uh, how old are you? 20? 21. 21. You That's just right. became legal to drink. And I don't even want to <laughs> talk right. about that because I know as a student at Ohio State, uh, that that's probably not the thing to talk about right now, is it? Right? That's <laughs> uh, probably that's a good guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, talk a little bit about uh, your officiating and wh- why did you take up officiating, especially uh, in the high school when you were in high school? Uh, well, I after I got my license in 2016, I started umpiring softball. My sister was really good at it uh, in high school. She was a pitcher. And my dad coached her in the summer league. And so I thought it'd be fun to go out there. And I umpired a few of their games, which, of course, made for some funny stories. But uh, then after a while, uh, I just thought the pace of play was kind of slow. And I I didn't really – I think a lot of people would agree I probably wasn't as good as I could have been. And so I kind of wanted to switch to something else. And I liked officiating. And I think I saw something on, like, uh, the OHSA website about basketball. I thought, oh, that's perfect. So I – I took the class, and I think it's probably been one of the most, one of the best decisions that I've ever made. So you were in high school when all this happened. Did you play high school ball? Uh, I played basketball my eighth grade year and my freshman year, and then I gave it up and I had more fun in the crowd cheering. <laughs> <laughs> but you still love the game, and that's why you oh, took. Oh yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. yeah. So where does your yeah. love for basketball come from? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I bet that's honestly a good question. I like sports. Uh, gives you something to do. I know like when my, my cousin Cole and I, whenever I go over to his house, it was always, we're playing 2k, we're playing NFL, we're playing whatever on, uh, Xbox, PlayStation, whatever we go out, we shoot hoops, we play big, we play horse, all that stuff. So I think probably a little bit of that basketball marathon, uh, in Paulding County. So I think a lot of that. Yeah. So, uh, in the pregame section, which we are in right now, uh, a lot of times I like to talk about the pregame before the game and, and what kind of things the officials talk about. And we've really had in you know all of the episodes uh, quite a uh, pretty good consistency, but uh, really some some really helpful things that we've heard. What kind of things do you cover in your pregame? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think when I first started officiating. I was always scared to lead a free a, a pregame because I thought, oh, I don't want to say something wrong, and then everybody in there know that I don't know what I'm talking about, or you know, I would really second guess myself. And then as I progressed through my officiating career, I started to realize the importance of a pregame, of getting in the basketball mood and getting ready to get out there. But I think everybody pretty much agrees that communication is definitely the most important part uh, of the pregame. I think so. That we, you know, talking about how we're going to communicate when we go out on the floor. When, you know, let's make sure we're making eye contact. Let's make sure we're getting together if we need to, you know, depending on who you're with. Uh, you know, if you work with the same group all the time, it's a little bit easier to do a pregame because you kind of know what to expect when you go out there. If you are working with a new crew or somebody you never really worked with, then it's kind of good to go through some what-if scenarios. You know, if we have this, what are we going to do? Um, so that's, it's a lot of that, especially talking about two teams. If, you know, somebody on there has had one team and the other person on the crew has had another team talking about, you know, what can we expect from each team? You know, do they push the ball? Are we going to go fast? Are we going to go slower tonight? You know, whatever. It's to kind of expect, you know, if, if a certain player, maybe we, we have some uh, a player who is a little bit more notorious of some dead ball play or, you know, whatever, then that's it's good to talk about. How long did it take you to feel comfortable in the locker room with maybe a veteran crew and you were the crew chief. Is it? Is, does it take a long time? Did you think for yourself to um, to go in there with some confidence? Yeah, I think it took me. I think probably you know this past season was year four, so I'm coming up in year five. Probably you know probably two seasons ago, I felt a little bit more comfortable with certain people, and you know those were the people obviously that I've worked with all the time. Uh, or more so than others. I think probably this past season, I felt the most comfortable I've ever felt in the locker room being able to lead. And 
uh, being able to, you know, speak up if maybe the veteran on the crew missed something, or maybe I thought, well, I think we need to cover this because of whatever. So, I mean, it does, it definitely takes a little bit to build it up, but then it also was, I had to remind myself that, you know, the veterans are, they're learning stuff too. They're, they're, you know, they might miss something and bringing something up to make yourself more comfortable to talk about or whatever is not going to hurt the veterans feelings. So, uh, that that helped once I was able to to understand that. Yeah, that's great. You know, you talked a little bit about getting into officiating, um, and and you saw something that you thought maybe on the OHSAA website. Yeah. Is that where you initially heard about uh, about basketball officiating, or did you hear about it from somewhere else? I think it was the OHSA website, but yeah. that was also because I had already been umpiring, so I was already kind of getting those emails and kind of. You know, I had already been kind of seeing some of the stuff about basketball. I just always kind of put it off because I thought, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. And then my senior year, I finally pulled the trigger. I was like, all right, I'm doing it. So, yeah, yeah. I think I was seeing like OHSA newsletters or something from from my umpiring experience. Okay. Well, that's great. And we're going to talk a little bit about the class here pretty soon. But first, I want to tell you and the people that are listening that uh, PQ2 LLC, they are a major sponsor of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fraley podcast. Uh, Matt Kearns, uh, he, a great friend, uh, basketball official, longtime basketball official in Ohio. Um, he is the owner of that company. And uh, PQ2 LLC, it's an Ohio-based engineering and specialty thermoplastics resin distributor with more than 40 years of success in plastics manufacturing and resin distribution. So if you are a processor, uh, an OEM, or an entrepreneur who wants to engage in a discussion or optimize an existing part or develop an application, please give Matt Kearns, owner of PQ2 LLC, a call at 330 Eight eight nine four four eight again three three zero eight 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 nine four four eight. So we talk a little bit about your progression into basketball, and so you you heard a little bit from the OHSAA, and you said you decided, hey, I want to take the class. I am what grade in high school? You're a freshman. I was a senior. See, okay, you're senior in high school. I want to take the class. Um, where do you go from here? Talk about the class, talk about some of the yeah. good things, talk about some of the bad things, uh, that you, that you experienced, uh, in the class, but talk first a little bit about, uh, about getting into the class. Yeah. So I, I saw on the, you know, some news, I wish I could remember, but there was some news later about all the basketball classes coming up. And so I thought, okay. So I looked into it, found a few classes. There was one offered in like defiance and in Liberty center and, Van were, and they were all over the place. And in softball, I was in the Defiance Association. Obviously, we meet in Archibald. Sometimes we met in Napoleon for softball. But uh, So I thought, well, I'd never really gone to Liberty Center. So I thought, well, why not try something new? So I, I picked the Liberty Center class. It was about like an hour drive from Payne uh, to get there to my to my uh, basketball classes. But then I took the class. And, of course, going there, it's a little bit awkward. It's a little bit nervous. You're meeting new people. You don't really totally know what it's going to be like officiating a whole new sport, especially one like basketball, because uh, it's so fast paced. Um, and so, you know, we went into class and I think I got really lucky uh, because I had two really good teachers, Brett Green and Ryan Damon. Um, and that was probably definitely for me, the best part of the class was that those two were willing to, you know, spread their wings and bring me in and, let me come to their games and watch and learn and listen. And, uh, but I mean, the good parts of the class are you get to have the on-court experience. You have two great officials, two college officials, uh, and then who also have a, a network of even, you know, other great officials who come in and, and get to watch you and you're doing a scrimmage and get to tell you, you know, you gotta do this right. You gotta do, you know, you're doing this wrong, fix this, fix that. And so that was that was uh, definitely the best parts. The, I think the bad parts are just like anything. It's you know awkward to start something new. You're a little bit timid, a little bit nervous, but uh, it's definitely worth it. In the class with uh, those two guys, who like you said, Brett Green and Ryan Damon, just a couple of not just fantastic officials, but fantastic people. Um, yeah. What were some of the important takeaways that not just you? came from the class, but uh, some things that you think 
that are important takeaways that all officials can take away from from classwork? Uh, well, I mean, classwork definitely. I, I mean, anybody can go out on the basketball court and look pretty and look great with your mechanics, but I mean, the classwork is getting down into the rule book, getting a, a, a real. I mean, the class is literally the foundation of you know you're gonna that's your springboard to go off, and so. Uh, I, I think it's extremely important, and especially when you have two instructors who also get into the rule book and who also get down in the weeds, and and they have a network of officials who get down in the weeds of, of the rules, and so it kind of just naturally it kind of becomes contagious, and so you know that that definitely that definitely helps. But you have to you have to get into the rule book, and I think at the beginning um, you're so focused on well, you know, in the class it's how many people go out in front of a bunch of people and blow a whistle and make travel signs and put their fists in the air to call foul. It's a little, it's really awkward at first. So you, you kind of, I think at the beginning, I know definitely for me, I was more worried about, I want to go out there and make sure that when I call travel, it looks good. Or when I call a block, it looks great. Or when I report to the table, I know my biggest thing when I first started was that when I reported to the table, I would go so fast because I, you know, it was so awkward and so nervous. And so I think once you start to get the foundation of your mechanics, the foundation of, you know, getting the basics of the rules down, then you can kind of get in deeper and deeper. And, and so that, that, uh, that definitely helps. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you paid attention to what was being told by not just the class instructors, but by all of the other officials that you've encountered here, you are in year four, just finished up year four, and you officiated a girls' regional final, not just officiated, but you were the crew chief at age 20 or 21. Were you 21 at the time of the tournament game? Uh, I was I was two weeks into being 21. Two weeks into 21, crew chief for the girls' regional and a state alternate in year number four. That's impressive. And that just shows the hard work that you've put into this. But So how, how did you progress when you look at everything you've done so far how did you progress and, and what contributed to that success that you've had? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I, I got really lucky that I happened to pick a class with two great instructors. I got really lucky that they were willing to bring me in. And of course, you know, it, I think it's easy to kind of say it's luck, but, um, you know, I would have a, a junior high game. I remember one time I had a junior high game in Lincoln View and I, and I, I don't know, Ryan and Brett and maybe you, Mark, might have been on the crew or somebody else. We're all the way up in Liberty Center, so that's probably from Lincoln View to Liberty Center. I don't know if that's an hour, hour and a half drive. And my six o'clock, seventh and eighth grade game got over, and I hurried up and got in my car, and you know, called my mom and said, "Hey, I'm going to be home late," and drove up to Liberty Center. And I think I got there by like the second quarter and, and watched the game. And then you know, you go into halftime, and you just you have to be a sponge. You just listen, and because you know, you go you go watch that game, and you go in the locker room, and whatever happened in that game, now you get to hear three varsity officials talk about how they handled that situation, why they handled it like that. And you just kind of sit in the background and you listen and you, and that, and that's what I, that's what I did is I would go to a ton, a ton, a ton of basketball games. I know my senior year, a lot of my friends started to just like, not even ask me to go with them to basketball games because they knew I'd be somewhere else watching the referees uh, at a basketball <laughs> game. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, but you have to be a sponge and you got to, a lot of it is listening and watching because you get to see how these officials are, you know, they're working the games that you want to work and they're not yelling back at the crowd or they're not throwing coaches out or they're not, you know, you watch them have good temperament. You, you start to notice, you start to sit back and say, okay, well, who are the guys or girls that are working the games that you want to work? And then you kind of, you know, use a little bit of common sense and you model your, your officiating after them. And so that, that was a lot of it. And that helped. And that, um, and also going to those games, it got me to, you know, I was able to introduce myself to, to all these other great officials and I was able to market myself and network myself. And that's really, that, that has been the biggest, um, success for me was going and just watching all those games and being able to apply all of that, uh, into my game. Well, obviously it's worked, and I hope uh, a lot of the officials that are listening, especially the younger ones, um, can learn from that. And the older ones can also take this to um, to the younger officials and talk to them about the importance of yeah. uh, of being a young official and being a sponge, which, you know, I think a lot of a lot of officials have that conversation, I hope, anyways. 
Hey, that's the end of our first quarter. We're going to go to our second quarter, but we'll be right back. Hey, Ref. Objectivity, integrity, and experience. All hallmarks of a quality basketball official. At PQ2 LLC, we bring those traits and an unmatched passion for our customers' successful plastic application by being a one-stop shop for thermoplastic resins. Visit our website at www.pq-2.com. Real needs, practical solutions, and exponential results. PQ2 LLC. Welcome back to the second quarter. Uh, talk. You talked a little bit about the the Brian Damon and the Brett Green as as far as being uh, the class instructors. And as you go through your officiating career, first year, second year, third year, fourth year, you're bound to have a mentor in those um, in those years. Somebody that you can. Uh, call up and say, hey, you know what? I think I kicked this in this game. What do you think? Or somebody that came and watched you do a junior high school game and gave you some tips. Um, talk a little bit about about your mentor and uh, was the how was that mentor useful for you? Yeah, well, I think uh, Ryan was definitely the biggest one for me. Uh, and, you know, I would go to his games and he would go to some of mine. And that helped because, you know, I'd go, I'd go have my game and I'd, you know, it's locker room be like, man, I, you know, that was awesome. I had the best game of my life. And he'd say, well, actually, you know, he'd say all the things that you didn't realize you were doing, like, you know, even if it came down to like my run, you know, it's, it'd be, uh, you know, Hey, make, go watch yourself on film because your run looks weird or, you know, go watch yourself on film because when you reported, uh, you went too fast. And, and it took me having to watch myself on film to finally realize like, okay, this is what I need to, you know, those little tweaks that you need to make. But, uh, you know, even um, like sometimes my mom would come to games if Ryan or some other official couldn't go. And I would say, just record, just record like 30 seconds. That's all you need to do, just 30 seconds. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of the a lot of those junior high games, nobody's recording. And sometimes I'd send emails to coaches. Hey, can I get this video? And I would either get no reply or it'd be, yeah, this is a seventh grade game. We're, we're not filming. <laughs> it's like, oh, OK. <laughs> but, um, you know, mentors are so important because. They're the ones, you know, even even if it's just basic stuff like, hey, don't email an assigner and say this or, you know, don't hit reply all when you see a mass tech or a mass email, you know, just little things like that where they're they're helping you um, build your appearance. They're helping you market yourself and they're letting you know when you mess up. And even when you first start, when you go out there and you've got, you know, in a junior high game, 50 to 100 people yelling at you every single time you blow your whistle. Because not only do you not look very confident, but you also don't totally know what you're doing. It takes a mentor to say, hey, that was a good call. And then eventually you start to build that confidence. And then eventually you can go out there and listen to, you know, a whole high school gymnasium yelling at you, booing you both sides. And you can say, no, I got this. I made, you know, I got that call right. Or, or feel confident enough to move on to the next one and not stay in the gutter over, you know, being hung up on that one bad call that you made. Talk about... Uh, the, the mentoring ship, uh, we continue to talk about that, but you know, yeah. as you have that same mentor or uh, mentors, as you go throughout mm -hmm. your, in year four, um, by year two, you, you might get the feeling that you're pretty good and you don't want to hear from your mentor anymore. And I'm sure that that, I'm sure that that has ebbed and flowed, uh, throughout the years. And, and now there's probably even more of an appreciation for that, but talk a little bit about, because I think officials need to know that because there are, uh, ebbs and flows to mentoring because sometimes you hear the same thing over and over from your mentor and it's like, man, I'm trying to fix it. I thought I fixed it. Um, and you get a little upset, pissed off uh, at that mentor. Uh, so I'm sure there's there's been, you know, um, headbutting at the same time. And I think everybody has to go through that at one time with their mentee. So talk a little bit about how that's been over the years. Absolutely. That, uh, I think, Mark, you've probably even seen it in the locker room. Uh, when when Ryan has said something that made me mad or I said something that made him mad. Uh, but, you know, over time, it also, you start to meet other officials and you start to realize, like, you know, for me, not everything that Ryan does works for me. Not everything that Brett Green does works for me. Not everything that, you know, Jeff Klaus does works for me. But 
you start to <laughs> find what works for you and you kind of just, you know, pick and choose like, okay, this is working for me. This isn't this, you know, and, uh, that helps. But I think, yeah, I, I think people should realize that because I think when we talk about mentors, we always say, you know, we always frame it like it's some great relationship, but there are times where people, you know, get frustrated. It might not be a, you know, knockout drag out fight, but it could be, you know, well, I'm, I'm just not going to ask them, uh, for a while or you know you take a break and you go to somebody else but i think that's good because you need you need to get different perspectives because what i look for when i'm watching officials on a game if i'm not refereeing or if, even if i am refereeing and i'm with somebody new what i'm looking for and what i expect out of a partner is going to be a lot different than what you look for or what you expect so i'm going to find something that you might not see or uh you know whoever else might see something that somebody else didn't see and that i also think that's part of uh, watching film because again, you're going to see something about yourself. Like, Oh, when I did call that, I didn't realize I looked like this cause it felt a lot better. Or, you know, even going to camps, which, uh, that's another thing is, is just getting so many more different perspectives. It, it's only going to help you. And you know, that really kind of segues into the next question I had. But first, before we get into that next question, um, I heard Jeff Klaus's name in there. That's the third time that I've heard his name on this podcast well, now. And I haven't even had him on the show good. yet. <laughs> uh, Jeff, Jeff is awesome. Jeff is somebody uh, that I think he connects with everybody. He does. And uh, he, he loves to teach. He's good at it. Um, and I, in fact, Jeff, uh, he's somebody that I've been uh, kind of talking to a lot more lately because I think the biggest thing that anybody should work on is rules, obviously. But I mean, you could probably say, Jeff, what rules are on page 27? He, you know, he'd be able to recite it word for word with no problem. But, uh, no, Je Jeff is great. I, that's, that's good. Yeah, that's good. it is. And he owes me a, <laughs> he owes me some caramel apple ciders, I think after, <laughs> yeah. after all of his name, you know, he, it might, it might just end up being the basketball rules expert, uh, with, with Jeff Klaus podcast. I, you know, yeah, yeah that's, that's the, that's the next podcast. He actually, he should start that. That's what he should, you know, yeah, we've should. got, we've got Greg Austin. <laughs> yeah, we've got Greg Austin doing that in California. Jeff could start that here in Ohio. Yep, yeah. There you go, should. Jeff. There you go, Jeff. That's your idea. <laughs> but you talked about camps and classes and, and I want to also hit association meetings. Um, yeah. Talk a little bit about the good parts of each one of those and even maybe some of the bad parts of those. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I think association meetings are great for uh, meeting the officials in your area. And um, I didn't, this is another thing that I didn't fully appreciate until here recently when I've gotten more experiences, because when I first became an official, you know, in order to keep your license and to stay in, in good standing, you have to go to four association meetings. So, you know, everybody kind of like, Oh, you know, some people, dread it and they wait until the last four and whatever. So that's, I would never dread it, but I would go, I'd go sit in the back. I'd wait till it was, you know, it'd get done and I'd hurry up and get out of there because, you know, when you first start, it's even more people and they're talking about things and you don't want to get called on and you think they're going to ask you, is that a blocker charge? And uh, depending on the presentation and you just kind of whatever, but here recently uh, in the past, probably two seasons, I've appreciated it more because you get, it's just another opportunity for officials to get together. And I know Mark, you talk about all the time is the camaraderie and you get to go. And, you know, I always think the season's too short and the off season's too long. And so when you, it's finally, you know, October, November, the um, association meetings are starting to come. You get to see the officials you haven't seen since the season ended. And, and uh, so I, I think that part is great. Uh, I think, some of the bad parts, uh, you know, sometimes the, tr the train can kind of get off the rails a little <laughs> with some of the questions or uh, that some people ask. But when you put a whole bunch of different people, you know, some of the association meetings have 30, 40, 50 plus people in them. And so when you put that many pe different people with that many different perspectives, all working different levels, you've got some people who are class three, class two, class one. Naturally, you're going to have different questions and you're going to have, you know, you put that many different personalities together. But um no, overall, I think they're great. And this year, it's it's going to be different because some are being offered online. I think that's good. But I think some, I think association meetings in person, at least a few of them, uh, are good and, and necessary. Let's take a quick break. What do you think? Sound good? 
Yep, sounds good. All right. <laughs> it's it's halftime. We have to take a break. We've got to go right. get some of that halftime food. So uh, let's take yeah. a break. When we come back, we'll go to the third and fourth quarters, do the uh, little bit of a post game, and have our wonderful five quick decisions. We'll be right back. Hey, ref, this is Matt Kearns, and I'm honored and proud that PQ2 LLC is sponsoring my very good friend and former co-official Mark Fralick and the High School Basketball Referee Podcast. I love plastics manufacturing and making things happen in the world of engineering, resin, distribution, and compounding. But come on, there's nothing like game night. A packed gym, the place is rocking, and we leave the floor knowing our crew gave the players and coaches our best, right? I truly hope you enjoy these podcasts and thank you for your continued support of the High School Basketball Referee Podcast and PQ2 LLC. Tonight's tip, nobody came to see us officiate, so make sure the kids are the stars on game night. We enter the third quarter, and uh, we've had a really good discussion with Owen Brigner here um, throughout throughout this podcast. I'm sure that throughout your, uh, gee whiz, you're 21 years old, and when you do high school basketball games, you look like you're a high school basketball player yourself. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. You know, and, that, and that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, when you're 21 years old, that's going to happen. You're about the same age. What kind of um, – reactions have you gotten on the floor um i think it helps with your relationship with the players because i think a lot of times i guess it's a pro and con some players i think the majority of players are able to come to me and they say things that maybe they wouldn't have said to an older guy and you know that and i'm able to say hey you know and, and kind of explain it in a way that we connect better and so i think that helps the game uh, you know, I think a lot, a lot of the times when someone's, you know, getting frustrated and you can tell the players, you know, you know, might be about to do something stupid. I'll go over and just tell them, Hey, calm down, you know, knock it off. You know, you're fine. And I think it, it's received better because we're both out there, you know, in the arena, whatever. And we're both experiencing the same thing kind of. So I think that helps. Uh, but you know, the, the, <laughs> the stuff people say, uh, whatever. And I always hear a lot of go back to junior high, you know, all the, <laughs> All the fun stuff that the fans say, it's, or it's not very, it's not original content. I've yet to go to a game and hear something original. It's normally just the same stuff you hear over and over. And it's like, okay, you know. <laughs> hey, take a look back and and talk to us a little bit about some of the mistakes that you might have made earlier that you've learned from in mm-hmm. officiating. Well, uh, I think everybody makes mistakes for sure. Um, the biggest one I can think of is it was. When I was working, I had a few varsity games sprinkled into my JV junior high schedule, and I had a, a big game, uh, and it was two schools, two rival schools in the same city. I think it might have even been for the conference championship, and we were in less than a minute to go in the fourth quarter. It's like a two-point or it's a one-point game probably, and we had just had I had just given a technical foul, and then the other team shoots the free throws. I think they made both, and that put them up by one. Or, it, I mean, it was intense. And then I'm administering a throw-in, so we're inbounding the ball, and I look at my partners, and they say, "Yep, we're going to got you know five on five. And I <laughs> inbound the ball, and the whole place goes nuts, both sides. The I mean, the roof's getting blown off the place, and it ended up being we had six guys on the court for one of the teams. Oh, man. Well, I didn't know that. And I looked at my partners. They didn't get to, you know, none of us got together. The game ends. Uh, we go in the locker room. Still nothing said. So I'm going home and I'm thinking, all right, you know, I, that was great. It was a close game. I held, you know, I, I handled it well. All right, heck yeah. And I get ready to go to bed and I get a text message because the game was on WSN. Oh. And it's, uh, you let six guys on the court. And I, I, my heart just sank. I was devastated. And I, I didn't even sleep that night. I thought about it for months. It was one of those calls that I just could not get over because I kept thinking, why did I not just count? Like, you know what I mean? Why did I not? It's that easy. So from now on, I, I took trusting my partners a little too serious yeah. and too far. So trust but verify uh, is definitely uh, my is what I took out of that. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that's one of those things you never forget, too. I mean, it's, yep. it's a hard lesson to learn, but all of us have to go through that at some point. And yep. uh, I think all of us probably have a story to tell that, you know, one thing happened that we remember that will will never happen again. And that in that case, that's <laughs> yours, um, you know, and, and you keep improving every year. And I'm sure every year you want to do something different or better to make yourself better. When you look at your officiating game, what are some of the areas that you're working to improve upon? Uh, this season, definitely the biggest um, the biggest thing I want to work on is when I go out on the court, I want to be uh, an R crew chief every single game, and not and it doesn't matter who I'm working with, whether even if I'm working with you know a, a guy who's been doing it for 50 years and he you know goes to state all the time and he's great. It's not me throwing the ball up and me being the boss it's me going out there and giving everything i have and being the leader i can be all the time because i know uh jeff klaus actually we talked about it this year was you know when i go out i need to make sure that i am you know i can i can bring everything i have to every game because i think i used to be comfortable if i knew i was with two great you know officials i was comfortable saying okay yeah i'm the u2 tonight and it, and now i need to come to the table and say all right, we've got three R's on this game. Heck yeah, let's go do it. You know what I mean? And there was a, I worked a game one time. This was probably like my second or third season. And uh, I was working with Brandon Brees. And uh, it was Jeff Klaus also on that game. He just keeps getting mentioned. But, uh, yeah, that's I was, four I was now. Yeah. <laughs> I was working a game and I called a foul and I had a double whistle. Uh, and I immediately, and it was in my area. And I immediately dropped my, my fist and I said, you take it. And thankfully, he didn't make me take it to the table because by then I had already forgot the numbers and the play, and I probably forgot what quarter it was in and all that stuff. So we go to the we go to the locker room at the end of the game, and I said, "Well, you know, how do you think we did?" And, uh, and he looked, and Brandon looked at me, and he said, uh, "You need to basically said if you want to work the games, then you need to be able to handle the games. So if you call a foul, you say that's my area, and I'm taking it to the table. And so that's one thing that I need to." I think that's one thing that everybody probably could work on, but that's definitely one thing that I really want to work on this season is, you know, being strong every game. And that's, that just comes down to being a partner and a good partner and bringing everything you have to the table every game, no matter who you're working with. Yeah. Great point and great advice from a couple of great officials there. So that's, uh, that's fantastic. And Jeff, that's uh, uh, mentioned number four. So that's four caramel apple yeah. ciders. Not that I'm counting or anything. Um <laughs> <laughs> I need to be careful. Let's get a turn into Jeff Klaus's podcast. I, I know. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, Owen, any thoughts or suggestions that you have on uh, to to give to officials on how to advance in in basketball officiating? Yeah, uh, I think definitely find a mentor. And I, I, you know, some of the best advice I got was associate yourself and. and make them your mentor, find somebody who is working the games that you want to work. And, and because obviously they have a general idea how to get there uh, because they're already there. And so I would say that, and I would say, you know, I don't think, uh, I think one time we were at an association meeting and I heard somebody say, I am a, a JV junior high guy and nobody has ever come to me and said, I want to mentor you. Or, you know, obviously it doesn't happen like that, but nobody's come to me and said this. And I thought about that and I thought, if you're in, it's an interesting perspective because if you're in that position, you'd probably think, well, the veteran should come to me. And if you're the veteran, you probably think, well, they should come to me. So and I think in that situation, that means whoever has more experience should just go reach out and say, Hey, this is, you know, this is my, you know, and if it works and whatever, then there you go. You, you have established a relationship there. Um, but I think there's so much that you can control and that is your appearance that is how you conduct yourself on the court, off the court. That's how you, who you associate yourself, you know, what you're, you know, putting on social media or what, you know, that, that, all that stuff is what you can control. So if you bring, if you make it easy for your mentor to reach out to you, then it, I mean, it's just going to naturally happen. So, you know, we're out there with athletes, be an athlete, look like an athlete, you know, don't show up to a game in, in jeans and, you know, a beard that looks bad and untrimmed and, you know, you didn't comb your hair or whatever those are the things that you can control and you're then setting yourself up for success. So, and I think also a lot of people, you know, I definitely for me in my first year, I was like, oh, I want to work varsity right now. Well, you gotta, I'm not saying wait your turn because obviously I didn't, but um, you know, have patience, but set yourself up for success because 
there there have been times, Mark, and I know this has probably happened to you, where before the game even ends, you get to the locker room and you already have a text message on your phone of what happened in your game. Oh, I heard you did this or, you know, whatever. It's because every time you go into the into a game, all those people in the crowd, somebody's going to know somebody that you know and they're going to start texting or they're going to start taking a video or whatever. So if you go to your game and you do well and you give it your all, somebody in the crowd eventually is going to see you and is going to end up spreading the message and say, hey, did you hear about this guy? Or did you hear about this girl? Did you hear about this? And, and it's going to get around. So I think the biggest thing is control what you can control and set yourself up for success and, you know, reach out if nobody reaches out. Um, but, but, yeah, control what you can control, I guess. Great points. Great points. So that's a good way to end this quarter. We're going to be right back. Hey, ref, the fourth quarter is crunch time. With the outcome of the game in the balance, a hoops official's greatest assets are experience, knowledge, and game management skills. And when that final buzzer sounds and we return to the locker room for our post-game debrief, we know we've done our best. When it comes to plastic resins, PQ2 LLC brings the same experience, knowledge, and management skills to every client engagement. Our observations are focused, our solutions are practical, and our results are exponential. Check us out at www.pq-2.com to learn how we've earned our stripes. So we enter our final quarter, which is the fourth quarter, before we get into the post game. And uh, Owen, again, you know, I know we've said this many times. Here, here you are, 21 years old, and um, you know you're you're in your fourth year and have had some phenomenal tournament success. Um, talk a little bit about your tournament experience for this past year. Um, some of the highlights and and maybe some of the lessons that you learned. Um, and talk a little bit about what it was like to be the crew chief. Um, the youngest one, really, I think, in uh, in the tournaments. Yeah, uh, well, it was it was um, definitely a humbling experience. It was awesome. Um, it was it was when I got my contracts. It was kind of a you know pinch me moment. As soon as I got it, I know I was screenshotting, texting my mom, texting my dad, texting my grandma, grandpa, my aunts, my uncles, my you know fifth cousin, trying to tell it <laughs> like, oh my gosh, look at this. And uh, but you know, I went in and and. The thing I found, the thing that shocked me the most, or not necessarily shocked, but surprised me in a good way, was that the farther you go in the tournament, the most, the more comfortable I felt. Because the further you go, the better your crew is, the better the table is, the better the scorekeeper is, and the uh, shot, or not the shot clock, but the scoreboard operator. And and I thought, I found that to be reassuring. And um, no, it, it was awesome being a crew chief. I worked with two great partners. Um, and it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun. And uh, I had, you know, I think actually because of COVID last year, by March, that was really the first time my regional game was the first time I had a full gym the entire season. And so that was kind of a, that was kind of a surreal experience. So that made it even more cool. Yeah, and you talk about some of the things that are better. The basketball's better as, as you go oh, further yeah. in the tournament too. And that <laughs> makes things a little bit better yeah, as well, doesn't that's it? good point. Yeah. Um, what have you learned in four years from veteran officials that, um, and you talked a little bit about mentoring, but you've also worked with some veteran officials, um, and I'm sure you've seen some positive things that you've taken away and maybe some negative things that you've uh, heard or taken away. So talk a little bit about um, some of the things that you've learned from veteran officials as a young official. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, I think um, – you know, one of the one of the biggest things that I think um, that I took away from veteran officials was the camaraderie was, which I think is the best part of officiating is you work a game and then you go somewhere out to eat after. And, you know, we repped at Miller City tonight and the guys from Kaleida and whatever other Putnam County school or whatever Lima school or whatever school is close, you know, also comes to the bar. Now you got three different officiating crews here and we're all talking about our games and, you know, what we heard happen and, you know, and then you start talking about family or friends or a story that happened 20 years ago or whatever. I think that's the best part. And that's, I think, the probably the, the um, one of the coolest experiences that I've had officiating was go, being able to go out with the veteran guys 
And uh, I know when I turned 21, it was like, yeah, I can order a beer. But it was like, yeah, I can order a beer with the veteran guys. So, you know, I was excited for that. And uh, but, you know, there, I mean, like anything, there, there's good and there's bad. Um, I think one of the, the things that kind of um, doesn't drive you nuts, but kind of uh, frustrates you a little bit is when you see some guys who, you know, maybe uh, can't they don't keep up as well on the floor with some people or you know, sometimes maybe they get jealous and, and, you know, all that stuff happens. But, uh, overall I've had an extremely positive experience. And I think there's so much to take away from every, uh, veteran official. And, uh, it's, it, that's why I think going out after or, or doing whatever, uh, that camaraderie is, is some of the greatest times, uh, officiating is because you just learn so much. You're just picking their brain. You're listening sto- to stories. It's, it's, uh, it's so fun. Yep. I agree. That's the end of the fourth quarter. We're going to go to our post game. Just have a couple of questions on the post game, and then we're going to go to the five quick decisions. We'll be right back. Hey, ref, good game. When a coach or player acknowledge your effort at the end of a contest, it can make the difference between a fun ride home or one where you're questioning every call you made in total silence. In business, it's no different when the customer values your performance and takes the time to let you know. Visit www.pq-2.com forward slash about to read customer testimonials and then call us at 330-888-9448 to discuss your next plastic application needs. Never ride home wondering if you made the right call. As we head to the post game, you already talked about the brother and sisterhood, so I'm gonna I'm bypass that because we all know how great that is. But um, when you uh, right now your officiating career has broken into the college ranks a, a little bit, and so talk to me that's a little right. bit about where that's at, how that's going, and uh, uh, some of your goals and, and aspirations. Yeah, um, so I I did I I broke into college, which I'm so grateful for. It's so much fun. Uh, it's like a whole other world, uh, kind of. There's, you know, you had the shot clock and uh, the officiating is, it could be overwhelming. There's big personalities, um, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, the, you know, you gotta, it, it's, it's awesome. It's humbling. It's overwhelming. Um, the travel, you gotta travel more. Um, but right now I, I work for, uh, Rob Doss and, and Diane Place and, uh, I just went to Diane's camp just a few months ago, so that was that was fun to get to go to camp again. Um, but yeah, g- goals and aspirations. I, I really like where I'm at with high school right now. The high school is so fun because you get the crowds, uh, you know, the bands, all you know, all of the high school, the field, the environment is so much fun. College is a lot of fun, uh, and so I I, I really want to hunker down and and really start to to really get into it and work hard and and see where it takes me. Good. You know, it's important. You talked about being in shape, uh, also, and I and we've heard that before. So, um, what kind of conditioning and, and workouts do you do to, to make yourself stay in shape? Yeah, I I just started taking boxing classes, which are kind of wow. Kinda fun. You're ready for the yeah, fans, I, aren't you? <laughs> I know. Let's see. Bring it on. <laughs> but, uh, no, it's a lot of fun. It's intense, but you know, I go to the gym. I wish I'd go to the gym every single day, but you know, sometimes I take days off. But um, you know, it's a lot about what you eat. It's, um, I try to go to the gym at least four or five times a week. Um, so I, I think it's important. I don't think it's, it's, it's definitely something that you want to keep up on. Uh, because like I said earlier is you're out there with athletes. So I think they deserve to be, you know, everybody on the court to look like athletes. And so, uh, I think it's important. Good. Hey, that's the end of post game. We are going to do our five quick decisions in just a little bit. First, we want to hear about PQ2 LLC, our major sponsor. We'll be right back. Hey, ref. PQ2 LLC is proud to be the thermoplastic resin company that dares to be different. Call Matt Kearns at 330-888-9448 and ask what makes PQ2 LLC different. Officials cite relationships within the community of basketball officials as a huge reason why we take the floor each game night year after year. P2 
PQ2 LLC brings the same passion you have in the locker room to every client relationship we've built over the years. All right, five quick decisions. Ready for this? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Best food at a basketball school that you've had? Uh, I always have to taste test the popcorn. Popcorn's always good. I don't have a specific favorite school, but popcorn is always what I go get. What What makes a good popcorn? Oh, uh, the salt. You got to put a lot of salt on the popcorn. <laughs> Enjoy it now while you're 21. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, best food outside of um, the facility. In other words, we talked about going out after a game. So yeah. what's the best food you've had after a ball game? Oh, gosh. I don't know. The Red Pig Inn is fun to go to. Um, anywhere in Putnam County. I think Putnam County takes the, the cake for, for somewhere to go after a game. I, I don't have a specific place that I can think of, but if it's, if it's somewhere in – Putnam County, some hole in the wall bar, it's going to be good. <laughs> Rule in high school basketball that you'd like to see changed? Uh, I would not put a shot clock in. I wish we did not have to be such uh, uniform police. So I'd lighten that stuff. Speaking of uniforms, if you could make a change with the basketball officiating uniforms, what would you do? Oh. Uh, I like the WNBA's uniforms. Uh, the women's uniforms they just changed to light blue and they're pretty cool i think they're cooler than the men's so i'd probably do like a i don't know i like the black and white price school i like the tradition price school but i'd probably do like a like a lighter color up top like a and then i would keep the the black and white stripes at the bottom so i guess maybe i do the men's uniforms for college i guess i just talked myself into that <laughs> <laughs> and in four short years what's the funniest thing you've heard from a fan player or coach Oh, the fans, whenever I'm at the game, we talked about me being young. The fans will say, oh, did your mom bring you to this game? And, of course, I'm thinking in my head, no, I drove my mom here, actually. So, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, well, your mom's a wonderful person, and uh, yeah. it's it's yep. it's good that she goes to the games with you. And um, you've got a uh, such a bright, bright future, Owen. Uh, it's been a real joy to have you on the podcast, and I thank you for being a part of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fralick podcast. Thanks very much, and uh, good luck the rest of the season. Yep, thanks, Mark. Stay healthy. And that closes another episode of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fralick podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Until next time, have a great day, brighten someone's day with a smile, and God bless.